kind of excited about today's show, Parker. I'm excited every day. Yeah, I'm excited about today's show. First of all, uh, shout out to uh, Ailish and Morning Drive. Left Donuts. Yeah. Right where I'm sitting. Yeah. Well, I think that was more of, I'll take those. Then... No, it was, it was no, an offer. Exactly, that's offer exactly what ex- I saw. An offer was extended. You didn't say, uh, you know, I'm trying to. I'm not going to turn down. I'm not going to turn down donuts. I, I, I fast walk. Freaking 10 o'clock I fast in the walk morning. five kilometers every day. I do not. I run 5K every day. I don't fast walk. <laughs> I run. You run all 5K. Every single inch of it. Well, 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 I mean, yeah. not well, every I mean, single inch. I mean, like you you're, you're Like you're the guy that, that has the watch when you're on the line and you go. And then you five and you stop it. Personal record. Stop it. Hey, we got playoff baseball tonight. About time. Yeah, God, God knows it was <laughs> been such a long time since we had meaningful baseball. Uh, we have playoff baseball tonight. The, um, spit it out, Jeff. And uh, we're going to be joined in a few minutes by Dan Schulman. He is uh, off to Tampa. I'm sure Danny. Oh, great. I hear Tampa. Here I go again. Uh, Danny's off to Tampa to uh, call the AL, the ALDS between the Rays and the uh, winners of tonight's Yankees Red Sox game. Which, let's face it, is going to be the Yankees. It is. There's no doubt about that. I mean, all this stuff about ghosts and all that. Nah, the Yankees. Everything's lined up for the Yankees yeah, it's the way Yankees. it should be lined up. You know, if they, if they've won four out of their last five at Fenway, Garrett Cole's going. Uh, you know, if you pitch around Devers, you get that. That's the one thing. JD Martinez looks like he's not going to play. You yeah. got your you got your bullpen all lined up. You got three or four guys down there that can give you multiple innings. So if Garrett Cole has a little hiccup, you just go to one of them. Seems like a roll to Chapman's figured his thing out. That's it's sort of lined up the way the Yankees want it to be lined up. Eight o'clock on uh, Sportsnet. But I got to be honest with you, Jeff. I am sick and tired. Of watching Red Sox Yankees. Well, a couple of things. Okay, hold on there, because I want to talk about, I want to talk about playoffs, about the ba- baseball's playoff structure. We'll get to that right away. We're also going to talk about Marcus Stroman and John Gibbons. Uh, I'm just going to leave combo. it at that. No, you're going to have to. You're going to have, and Vernon Wells is going to join us as well uh, later on in the show. But you're going to have to hang in for that. Because uh, I, I had a uh, I had a text exchange with uh, with with uh, the erstwhile Blue Jays manager John Gibbons today, and I told him I said, you know, I'm going to mention your name in conjunction with the Mets job. Did he say P.S. Say hi to Kevin? He did not say say hi to Kevin. <laughs> As a matter of fact, what he said that I'm supposed to tell you cannot be repeated on air. Um, but he wishes all of us. He, mm. he says, I hope you're all safe up there. Oh, nice. Uh, anyhow, so we're going to talk about John Gibbons going to the Mets. And maybe the San Diego Padres. Um, and, and, and we'll deal with, you know, Marcus Stroman said in social media yesterday that uh, he would be open to a reunion with the Blue Jays. Huh. We'll talk about that. I know you got thoughts about that. We'll talk about that as well. But I w- just before Dan Schulman joins us, predictably, as the Jays' playoff aspirations were expiring, you know, a lot of people were looking around and going, yeah, baseball's playoff structure. It needs to be overhauled. There needs to be more teams. And, and I'm, I'm going to say this. Baseball, there's one thing baseball can learn from the NBA, 
the NHL and the NFL about playoffs. You know what that is, Bark? What's that, Jeff? Jack squat. <laughs> Bupkis. SFA. Mm. Nada. Yeah. Here's the thing. You got a couple of, you got a 91 win team that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Got a 90 win team that didn't make the playoffs. You got a 106 win. The Dodgers won 106 or after 100. It doesn't matter. You got a 106 win team that could be eliminated in a one game playoff by a 90 win team. A lot of people are going, well, this isn't fair. Here's the thing that people don't understand about playoffs. They're like halls of fame. They're not supposed to be a right. There's something you should have to fight and scrape to get into. You know what I love about baseball's playoffs? Very seldom do we sit there and look at a baseball team and go, Jesus, how did that team make the playoffs? Mm -hmm. Every other sport, it's how the hell did that team get in? My God, the hell does that NBA team get in? How how did that, that hockey... How did that team get in? How did that hockey team get into the playoffs? They're horrible. So with all due respect to all those people out there who say expand the playoffs, yada, yada, says, no, nah, baseball's playoffs are fine the way they are. Now, I know that there, there will be talk. I didn't know. How you, do you, how do you feel about it? No, I agree with you. I agree. I, I don't want to make the job of the GM easier because if you, you're watering it down. They're like, like the, quite frankly, the Blue Jays weren't better than the Red Sox and the Yankees at the end of the season. Uh, well, they were, but they... Well, they weren't really, because they're not the in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, there you go. They, they had that's, hiccups that's okay. throughout There's... the season that didn't allow them to get in the playoffs. And that's, that's fine. There's no problem having that debate. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and you know, the, would, this, would we have been talking about the Blue Jays if they were in the playoffs with 90 wins down the stretch the way we were? Because the, the playoffs were expanded? I, I It just, look, it, it's just... I'm with you. Yeah, you, you want the best teams in the playoffs. You know, were, were the Reds one of the best teams? I don't know. Like you, you're talking about fan. Is it good for fan bases? Of course it is. But it, yeah, and, and here's the thing: you would not have the drama. You would have not had there the Sunday's drama if you expanded the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. With, I'm sorry. You know what? Watching, getting excited about a bunch of teams battling for sixth or fifth play i'm not interested in that yeah. i'm interested in having the fight to 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 get in to get to get into the playoffs let's be honest there's not too many divisions going to have a 107 win team and a 106 win yeah. team in it that are going through what the dodgers and the giants are going through now, it just I, doesn't happen all the time i know there are people suggesting that maybe you need to reseed after the playoffs and no i if, again you got to you got to you got to give teams you got to give teams that won their division you, you got to give teams the reason to win their division. You can't tell everybody that every game means something in a 162-game schedule and then basically reward teams that just because you want. You want more teams in the playoffs. I, I have, You could make the wild card three games instead of one game. I, I you could would make that. Maybe. No, you know what? Because you're, no. making it, you're making it tougher on the wild card yeah. team. You're making it. Well, that's my point. Isn't That's that, good. You're not I, giving them days off in between any good. of the games going into the ALDS, NLDS, that kind of thing. And, and it's remarkable, you know, <laughs> it's 13 or 14 different wildcard teams have gone to the World Series. I think seven of them have won. Now, we have, we've only had three, I believe, since 2012. The fact of the matter is you've got to play well to get, into the ba- in, to get into the playoffs in baseball. It's the one sport where you have to be playing well to get Yeah, in. well, that's why everybody was you're scared not, to death of the Blue yeah, Jays. You're not they backing, weren't backing in. into the playoffs. You're not backing into the if playoffs. They were making it. The only change I would make, the only change I would make to baseball's playoffs, the the 
and, and it really has nothing to do with the playoffs. I would ensure that the interleague series in the final weekend of the season is being played in the American League Park. So you don't have this nonsense of American League pitchers hitting. Or you just do away with the, with the or if, have it, DH. I mean, those. I would prefer to do away Major. with the DH, but I don't know if that, I, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. But my point is this. I guarantee you there's no National League team that would say, no, we want our pitchers hitting. <laughs> no, 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 don't yeah. do it. You're, you're not going to tell me if, if you're a National yeah. League team going to the playoffs and you're playing an American League team and your pitchers don't have to hit in the fi- the final weekend, mm. they're not going to be complaining about that. So I wanted to address that. We'll bring in Dan Schulman, our Blue Jays play-by-play voice on Sportsnet, and he's going to call the AL the Division Series for ESPN Radio between uh, Tampa and the winner of the Yankees in Boston, which, I mean, Danny, I don't know about you, but watching that final day of the season, I watched that Yankees bullpen at go toe-to-toe with the Rays. I, I have no idea how Boston wins this game tonight. I really don't. Yeah, um, I tend to agree with you. I think the only way they win it is if they put four or five up on the board against Cole before the Yankees go to the bullpen. But I'm with you. Um, You know, Aaron Boone's got Green and Severino and Loisaga and Chapman, and some of these guys can go more than an inning. So, um, and and between that and the J.D. Martinez uncertainty, it it sure looks like the Yankees have an advantage. It doesn't matter to me that it's being played at Fenway. The Yankees definitely – uh, again, it's one game. Anything can happen, but they look like the stronger team going in. Before we uh, we talk a little bit about the Jays, and I and I do want to obviously pick your brain in that. I just wanted to ask you about the the playoff structure in baseball because it it will come up for negotiations uh, in CBA talks. And I know Jason Stark has suggested that some of the things they're looking at are turning the wild card series into a best of three, uh, and maybe reseeding going into the playoffs. Look, Dan, I understand there are Jays fans out there who are upset their team didn't make the playoffs. There are Dodgers fans could be in, in revolt if their 106-win team loses to, to, to the Cardinals in the wild card game. But, Dan, I, what we went through on Sunday, I don't want that to change. I, I like it the way it is. I, I don't know how you feel about it. Would you be in favor of best of three for, for the wild card? So uh, a few things. Sunday was fantastic. Um, It it also was a lunar eclipse. Uh, I don't know if that happens ever again. And, you know, it could happen just as say you let six teams in. Well, next year, maybe four of them are safely in and five, six, seven, eight are battling for two spots. So, um, you know, what happened this year is not going to happen a lot or maybe ever. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, as fun as it was, I, I don't know that I would use it as an argument for leaving things the same. The first thing I would do if the playoff f- format stays the same, or even if it doesn't, is I would recede. I, I, I think the Do- I, I think it's silly to have the Dodgers play the Giants in the division series. First of all, it's not fair to the Dodgers. Second of all, it's not fair to the Giants. Like It's not fair to either one of them to have to play each other in the division series and it's not it's not best for baseball those two teams should earn the right to conceivably play in the national league championship series if they each do what they have to do to get there so i would 100 percent recede you want to penalize a wild card team you're penalizing them by making them play their way into the division series but then i then i think you should recede um and then there's the one game playoff or the two out of three I'm uh, listen, I called a bunch of one game playoffs for ESPN. They're phenomenal. You know, the drama from the first pitch is incredible. 
that having been said, again, if you're a 106 win team, is it fair? And, and so what are you going? Are you going for fair? Or are you going for exciting? At the end of the day, we all know most of the time what they end up going for is money. Uh, and that's why I think it's going to expand, whether it's a two out of three, or, uh, I'm not sure, but I, I do think it's going to expand. I'd even be open. And Jeff, you can help me here. Cause you're a soccer guy. You know, what if the higher seed only had to win one, but the lower seed had to win two, you know, what if you do something like that, then it's kind of a, oh, I, a hybrid. So no, I would go, okay. Uh, I would go with that. I like uh, that. It, it, it's a little crazy, but we're, you know, we're kind of like past that. the crazy point with baseball <laughs> anyway. So, um, and, and I would like to see one more team go in. And that's not like, um, you know, whiplash, hey, the Blue Jays were the next team out. Uh, I, I think they could go to six and have, you know, three play six and four play five or or something uh, something like that. It, it's, uh, you know, maybe it does have something to do with the Blue Jays playing in the toughest division in baseball. But I, I think you could go to six and still not water it down too much. Oh, you know what? I like your I like the best of three thing with the caveat that if the higher-seeded team, it's, it's, it's sudden death for the higher-seeded team. Or it's sudden right. death for the lower seeded team. Best of, I that's a good idea. I'd be down yeah, with and that. Then, and be then you take that. up at the most two days, not three. Like the other thing is, you don't want the division champion sitting around for a week. That's not good either. Right. So, um, you know, then they would do it Tuesday, Wednesday, and they could start Friday or Thursday or something like that. Whatever. So, like I, I know it's it's radical, but if if somebody had said to you twenty five years ago. Uh, hey, wild cards, interleague play, runner in second. <laughs> like, we all would have laughed at that stuff, right? And it, it, it all happened. So, I, I, you know, I think the horse is out of the barn on that. Stuff. Yeah, as long as they don't water it down, I'm all for more teams, more baseball. But I, let's, let's flip over to the Jays now. Was there any happy surprises when this season ended for you when you walked away thinking about the Jays? So, uh, surprises is a good word. Um, like, I didn't expect Simeon to hit 45 home runs, but he did almost win an MVP in 2019. So, uh, I, I think it's a bit of a surprise that he was as incredible as he was. Because he was. He was incredible. He, you know, he should finish third in MVP. I don't know if he's going to, but he, but he should. Um, I didn't expect Espinal to have... Uh, I, I've always loved Espinal from the first day I saw him. But if you had told me that he was going to hit the ball as well as he did, I would have I, I would have been a little bit surprised. Like it was really consistent. You know, he put up quality at bats whether he was facing um, a four A guy or the top guy on the other team. So I, I, I think the way he swung the bat uh, was a little bit surprising. Um, I, I think Manoa was even better than I thought he was going to be. And, and the reason I say that, like we all saw the highlights and the slider at AAA, and you know we all we all knew all that. But there were a few starts where I felt, Kevin, he didn't have anywhere close to his best stuff. And he walked off the mound five and two-thirds, two runs. And I said, wow, like this guy's got an unbelievable amount of battle in him. And even more than that, I think he's more of a pitcher than he's gotten credit for. Like you look at him, you know, 6'6", 260 and, and all that, and you say, oh, he's just throwing, man. He's blowing people away. I don't think that's the case. Like there are times when he's done that, but I, I think he deserves a lot of credit too. Um, for battling as much as he did and for pitching um, as much as he did. So uh, I think those are two of them. And, and, and maybe this one is a little, maybe it's not a surprise, but I was thrilled to see Danny Jansen come back and swing the bat at the end of the year that he, like he did. Um, I, I, I'm a believer in him. I think they really like him. And I think he's played himself back into uh, being a, you know, possibly a significant part of a conversation behind the plate going forward. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot uh, just a little if you are a betting man or a, taking an educated guess, which one comes back? Or either <laughs> Ray or Simeon? 
I hate this question. I know. I'm sorry. I had to <laughs> how, many time, how many times did you to. get asked it? How many times have you oh. been asked it in the last, well, all year, essentially? Um, constantly. Constantly. You know, because I, you, you know, I do radio hits in a bunch of other cities in Canada and, and, and elsewhere. Yeah. And it, it's what everybody, it, it's the anxiety going through the roof already. So, so the question was, if let, I had to pick oh, okay. one, who do I think is Let, let me ask it a different way. If you, what do you think they need the most? A starting pitcher or a second baseman? There you go. A starting pitcher. Okay. But it, but if you said to me which one would I sign, I might say Simeon. So, and I know that's contradictory. Mm-hmm. The reason I say it is, it, let's say they don't get Simeon. If they don't get Simeon, I think there's a real chance they trade for Jose Ramirez. A mm-hmm. real chance. Um, if they keep Simeon, I don't know if they do that. I think they put their resources into pitching if they keep Simeon. Um, but I think it's probably easier to go out on, let's say they, okay, so they, I think it's easier to go out on the market and find a guy who's 75% of what Simeon gave you this year than it is to go out and find a guy who's 75% of what Robbie Ray gave you, if that makes sense. I, I, I think I'm more convinced Simeon can keep being great longer, but I think it's harder to go out and find a number one or a number two starting pitcher. So I, I don't know what the answer is. I know I'm bouncing all over the place here. I, um, uh, I, I think you got to make the best offer you can make for both. And as, as, as if only one of them is going to take it, you take that guy and then you pivot. Um, you know, if you don't get Robbie Ray, you go after Gosman, you trade for somebody like, is there another Barrios type guy out there on a non-contender who you can go after? I think a trade's coming. I don't think they're going to sign both. I, I'd be shocked if they sign both. So I think a trade is coming on one side or another. And that's when, whether it's Jordan Groshans or, you know, even guys off the major league roster. I wouldn't be shocked if Alejandro Kirk gets traded this mm-hmm. winter. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, you know, Moreno looks like he's the guy of the future. And like we just talked about, Danny Jansen's a major league catcher. He yeah. is, you know, and, and would you be happy starting next year with Jansen and McGuire until Moreno's ready in June? Sure. I, I'd, I'd sign up for that. So, you know, can you package Groshans and Kirk and go get something? Um, does Guriel get asked about Guriel's, uh, controllable for three more years. Um, you know, the way he hit the second half, I'd be terrified to trade him. I really would, but you got to get up. You got to give something to get something like if you, if, if Cleveland said, we guess we can call them the guardians now. Mm-hmm. If the guardians said, you got to put Guriel in the deal to get Ramirez, are you doing it? Because you can find another outfielder or you got enough outfielders. So I think more than anything, they got to be flexible, Kevin. I think they've got to yeah. be able to say, okay, Plan A didn't work. Pivot, let's go. Plan B, which is what they did, in my opinion, as far as I know. They didn't get Michael Brantley, and three days later, Marcus Simeon was a blue chick. Those two things are connected to me. So I think they're ready to pivot, and I think they're going to be exploring a ton of different options. And as soon as guys start saying yay or nay, then you then you change you know then you change your path and see what you can get. Yeah, my my my, and I I'm I'm with you. I think that that is exactly the plan going forward. I think it should be the plan going forward. My one concern is with is is with CBA talks. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to I, I don't want to lose out in a game of musical chairs. You know, I get I'm I'm hamstrung, and then boom, Ray and Simeon go someplace, and now I haven't, and, and now I can't replace them. I, I almost think you have to move. You you have to make a really cr- quick read on this, Dan. I think yes. is what you have to do uh, if you're the Jays. I, I do too, and I was listening about an hour ago. John Morosi was on with the with the morning gang, and he he was you know uh, captivating, entertaining as always. And he made a very passionate argument 
for re-signing Jose Barrios like tomorrow. Yeah. Like extending Jose Barrios tomorrow. I'm with and the more he talked about it, the more I was all in on that. Um, Barrios was signed for one more year, and then he's free agent. And that doesn't, you know, extending him doesn't help them for next year, but it helps them long term. And maybe if they re-sign Barrios, then maybe, you know, more of their energy goes into Simeon than Ray. But these are all hypothetical. Yes. So we, we don't know that. But, but, but I'm with you, Jeff. They have to be. They have to be one of the big boys at the table this winter. They have to be. The window is wide open, and it has to be now because already this year, for next year, Vladdy's getting a major raise, Teoscar's getting a major raise, and Barrios is going to get a major raise. Those guys are all arbitration, different years of arbitration, but they're all arbitration. So either you're signing them or you're going to arbitration, they're all getting a big raise. Vladdy's going to get another big raise next year, and Bo hits arbitration for the first time. Like, you can't wait. You've got to go now because the team is only going to get more expensive. And, yes, Ryu and Grichik will come off the payroll after 23, but I think they're going to be all in for 22. And, and the one thing I feel the most is they have a much better idea now than 12 months ago of what they have and what they need. Yeah. You know, 12 months ago, none of us really knew what Vladdy would be this year. None of us knew about Manoa to this extent. None of us knew, you know, a lot of us were saying, and I was one of them, okay, Teoscar did it over 60. Can he do it over 162? And he did. I think they know what they need. They need to diversify the lineup a little bit more. They obviously need to address the bullpen in a major way and make sure that it doesn't undercut the season like it did this year. They know what they need starting pitching. Um, I I think they are going to be extremely aggressive, and I I think they're going to have a a very productive offseason. How do you think Charlie handled the season? Um, I think behind the scenes, better than anybody I know would have. Would have, um, and, and you know what I mean by that. Like the, yeah. you know, with have, having to move, uh, not feeling sorry for yourselves. Nobody complained. Um, you know, maybe there was one comment from one guy about it's tough. You know, they're not rooting for us or my kids, and, and that's. I think Charlie deserves a lot of credit for that, and and I know he's not going to get a lot of credit for that from the fan base, and I understand that. But I, I think managing is more than just which pitch, which reliever do I go to. I think managers are judged too much on bullpens and too little on everything else, probably. So um, are there some of his moves, you know, in terms of leaving this pitcher in, taking that pitcher? Of course. Uh, of course there were that where, you know, you'd be sitting there or I'd be sitting there and say, oh, I might have done this differently. Uh, you know, I might. Some, he showed a lot of faith in some guys probably more than he should have. And, you know, and, and we all know who they are. Um, but I think overall, I don't think you can put a price tag on what he did behind the scenes to keep this team from feeling sorry for itself. And I think guys like Simeon and Springer deserve some credit, too. And even the younger guys like Vlad and Bo deserve some credit for that, too. But I, I, I believe wholeheartedly that Charlie was a huge part of this team being as resilient and as positive as they were. Danny, we're going to let you run. Appreciate your time. Yeah. Have a safe flight, and I look forward to your call. Should be a uh, should be a terrific series. Whoever whoever's in there, it's going to be fun. Should be great. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks Thank a lot. you. That's the great Dan Schulman, uh, voice of the Blue Jays, TV voice of the Blue Jays. Yeah. He will be calling the AL Division Series for ESPN Radio. That'll be between Tampa and New York and Boston. Of course, we'll know the winner of that series tonight. The NL Wild Card Game goes tomorrow night the Dodgers, and uh, Tyler O'Neill and the St. Louis Cardinals. So if you're looking for a rooting interest in the NL game, 
Yeah. Tyler O'Neill has uh, put himself into the MVP conversation, down ballot at least in the national. He's not going to win the MVP uh, MVP award, but uh, he's a BC yeah. kid having a terrific year. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm torn between him, rooting for him and wanting a Dodgers Giants series. I, oh, I, I love, I, I love I it. That, yes. I wish that series was seven games, but you know, I'll take what I can get. But I'm torn a little bit. You know, I want to see Wainwright. I want to see the I want to see the little get me over big giant floppy curveball to see how the Dodgers handle that. Because they're going to get a bunch of them. Yeah. It'll be an interesting little series there, a little interesting game. He, he is the handful. He is yeah, he is a he's a handful for yeah. one for one game. And Molina behind the plate. Yeah, this is oh, what this man. is like their nine hundredth game together. It's crazy. It, it is. What, watch Molina's eyes when a guy steps. steps that's what I watch all the time. You know, when, the older I got, when I talk, I used to talk to Sal Fasano all the time, and and he would always tell me, you know, don't pay attention to the pitcher, pay attention to the catcher. You watch Molina. A guy steps in the batter's box. He'll watch his feet, like to see if he's moving his feet, <laughs> see if he's moving his feet on the breaking ball. You know, it's just little things like that. He'll he'll wait longer to let the 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 hitter sort of stand there and get stale. It's just a whole. Cat and mouse kind of back and forth. So that'd be interesting to see what the Dodgers do to to combat that. And I love baseball. I, I just can't wait. Like I, I you know, I, I, I say I, I'm getting tired of the the Yankees Red Sox thing because it will be just like, oh, for, for, you know, Uncle, let's play, let's go, throw the ball. But it is the Yankees Red Sox. I asked. Yeah, it the, yeah, I asked. Listen, I asked a question of social media. Uh, I just threw it out. Marcus Stroman yesterday on on social media said that he's open to a reunion <laughs> with the Blue Jays. He is, of course, mm. a, uh, a a free agent. And we know, of course, that he was traded uh, from here for Simeon Wood Richardson and Anthony mm. Kay. And, of course, Wood Richardson was part of the the yeah. package put together for, uh, for Jose Barrios of the Twins. So I just asked this question with social media. We'll take calls on it. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590. Simple question. Marcus Stroman's open to a reunion with the Blue Jays. He is a free agent. How do you feel about it? We'll take a look back at how it ended. I would, well, I've got some thoughts on it. I know Mr. Barker does as well. You're listening to Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. All right, the numbers are 416-870-0591-888-666-0590, star 590. Um, we're uh, we're going to do a lot of deep dives into the Blue Jays through the course of this week. Uh, at some point, we will have, you know, Ross and Mark will have their media availability and all those weighty questions will get asked. And on the day we have that avail- uh, 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 availability, we'll ask you what questions you need to have answered from the front office. We have plenty of time to do that. But I want to talk right now about Marcus Stroman. Uh, Marcus Stroman's a free agent. And course we've we've talked about there is a path where the blue jays will be looking at free agent pitching this year you know if they bring robbie ray back i i, I mean i i think you're probably you you probably got your rotation set if you don't bring robbie ray back then I, i'm with danny i think you uh with, with dan shulman and with bark if you don't bring robbie ray back you're not going to go into the year with barrios ryu and manoa as your your one, two, three, there's going to be another 
there's going to be another arm in there. Maybe not number one, but there's going to be another arm in there. So, I mean, clearly, there might be a need. And Marcus Stroman is a guy who's out there. And there's, you know, there's a part of this fan base that likes him as a person and a player and a pitcher. Um, and it's going to be obvious that there will be people, there will be people in this city. And you ask the question of social media and the reaction is mixed. Uh, Kevin, I think a lot of people think it was time to move on from Marcus Stroman when he was here. The parting was not great. Uh, he was not happy in the clubhouse when he found out he'd been traded. And that's, you know, you hear that from people in the front office, from players. Uh, that that's that's just mm-hmm. it's a fact. Um, and I don't. And that, look, if you like where you are, and I really do believe Marcus liked where he was. If you like where you are and you get traded, I can see where the initial reaction, the initial emotional reaction, would be to feel as if you know somebody's basically said to you they don't want you. Um. What would make me, what would give me pause here, Kevin, is the fact that it's still, the coaching staff has changed. But it's still the folks in the front office that made that call who will be making the call to bring Marcus back, mm-hmm. if that were to be the case. And, and I will say this. If I was GM of any team other than this, I'd be calling Marcus Stroman's agent as soon as I could. I think Marcus Stroman, I think Marcus Stroman as a pitcher is, I just think he's a winner. Um, you know, and I know, they, you know there's, there's people who, who talk about, I, Marcus is what he is off the field. And I don't think it's, I think now people are a little more comfortable with, with a guy who has a heavy social media presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just don't know if it would fit here. You know, if, again, if I was general, I'll tell you what. If I was, if I was general manager of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, that guy would be at the top of my board, slam dunk, right below Robbie and, and Ray. Robbie Ray, yeah, and, and with without question. Yeah, well, well, because he's and the other, and he's a Marcus is a big market guy. Yeah, the, I, the beauty about Marcus is you could stick Marcus in any market and he's going to yeah. flourish. Well, he's a smart guy too. He, he looked at the the rotation of the Blue Jays next year. He's thinking what well, he's looking at the same, same exact thing we are with Robbie Ray. Can he repeat that? Does you know does he think Ross is going to give him four or five years at that? Probably not. But he might give me two or three years yeah. at a number that I'd like because. Because I've been there and done it before in that in that league. I know how to do it. You know, I, I, I can compliment the other guys that will be in that spot. Ryu's taking a step back. That, that opens the door for me. So Marcus is not, you know, a dumb guy. He's a smart guy. He's going to go on social media and, and say those kind of things to, you know, maybe crack mm-hmm. that door open. But mean, you know, better than most. That we, we, we know what the front office and him went through. And, and you know, it wasn't the greatest of, of parting ways. And... I just don't know what they think of the clubhouse thing now. Does does is it all about winning and that's all that matters, or is it a combination of happy-go-lucky clubhouse and winning on top of that yeah. and maintaining that for a long period of time? And if they think they could do that with Marcus for the next couple of years, yeah, performance-wise, <laughs> there's be no hard doubt to find another one <laughs> that that's that good and that can spin it and is as athletic as he is and you know can can give a little bit of. 
you know, pointers to uh, Alec Manoa, those kind of things. But, you know, even Barrios, who's sort of the same kind of guy. Yeah. I, it makes a little bit of sense when it comes to that performance kind of part of it. But all the other parts of it and then the front office, the way they parted, that's, he'd be cheaper than Robbie Ray. No doubt. But I just don't see it. I, I just don't think that's the way they would go. Um, you know, I, I think they'll try and piece it together enough to, to have a good enough starting rotation that, that it doesn't include Marcus Stroman. Let me ask you this. Could you foresee Marcus Stroman getting almost as much money as Robbie Ray? I I I don't think so. He's I I think it has a lot to is, do with uh, with what you just mentioned. Yeah, but I, he, I think man, clubs, clubs are real hesitant. Well, why hadn't he gotten it already? Well, because he he he's a good player. He made a, he made a decision to take the qualifying offer. That that's all. I mean, he made more probably made more money last year taking the qualifying offer. How much he, he made last year? Do you know, uh, I don't know, but he he did not take a pay cut. So um, well, yeah. eighteen point nine million. The qualifying offer is eighteen point nine million. Yeah, that's, that's, enough, that's enough to make you want to keep it. Yeah, and it's New York. And 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 it's a Mets, so yeah. Listen, I I, mean, I, uh, you, I, I you have to ask yourself: Are are you would you want to commit to Marcus for four years? That's probably what you're any market about. I would, other than this one. I just don't know. I don't know if this front office, if it would fit with this front office. As I said, if I'm another market, I give Marcus Strump, I give him four years at a drop of a hat. Hmm. I might, I might be more convinced that three years down the road, Marcus Stroman is better able to maintain what he's doing than Robbie Ray. I, I, I would believe that. If you said to me three years down the yeah. road, who's going to be the better pitcher, I'd say Marcus Bigger, Stroman, bigger body down. of work with Marcus. You probably know what you're going to get. It's, you know, the repeatability of the, the mechanics, and he's got multiple pitches. The Robbie Ray thing scares me a little. i got to yeah. be honest with you. The two pitches, the max effort coming back in the American League East, does that just scream one or two to you long term? I doesn't really to me. 416-870-0590, star 591 We're asking the question because Marcus Stroman asked it. Uh, he is open to a reunion with this team. We know there's a, again, there's an avenue where this team needs, needs, needs pitching. Um, would he be, would he be one of your choices? Peter in Toronto, what's up? Jeff, Kevin, how are you? Doing well. You like the idea of Marcus Stroman back here? I do, Jeff, but only under uh, one condition I'd have. What? That he does a 30-minute sit-down with you before the season. Ooh. Yeah, that won't happen. That's not happening. That's not happening. So he's not coming. <laughs> I mean, he's the only athlete He's the only athlete to block me on Twitter, which, and I, I mean, I blocked him as well. But, I mean, it's, that's, and I'm not that guy that, whines when people block him or asks people to follow him. I quite frankly don't care because I don't spend a great deal of time on Twitter. Um, you know, I, I just, again, as I said, I, I don't think, I don't think there's a fit with this front office, but any other market, I'm dead serious about this. I would have no problem having Marcus Stroman I'll on say, my team. I'll say Peter, this. I'd have you know, no problem. I don't know, Peter, what is Peter? I mean, what do you, what do you think? Honestly, all kidding aside, do you, one, do you foresee it happening? Two, would you be in favor of it? Is he a it? good fit? Is he a good fit here? I think similar to some of the points that Kevin made, I just don't see it as a fit in the locker room. Marcus Stroman, the player, 
absolutely love him. Mm-hmm. Not sure that I want Marcus Stroman and Alec Manoa in the same locker room because I think that that may lead to a dust up. But um, you know, I just I just don't see the fit, and I think that uh, the Jays are moving in a different direction, and I I don't want to start moving backwards and bring Marcus back. That's my honest yeah. opinion. Yeah, Peter, I appreciate the call. A great and call. It, it is. Uh, it's it's really but, well uh, thought but, out. I, listen, I think uh, Marcus. Marcus Stroman, Alec Manoa. I think Alec. I think I think Marcus would be. Frankly, it, I'm not as concerned about the clubhouse thing. I'm just concerned about the the front office resident. I think Marcus. Yeah. I think Marcus around Alec Manoa would frankly maybe not be a bad thing yeah, for Alec ju- Manoa, the, the pitcher. I, I know. I know. Petey could handle Marcus the way Marcus is, but the Charlie Marcus Stroman thing. I'm, yeah, the, 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 you know, Marcus is a polarizing figure. He needs attention, from what I've noticed. Is Charlie the guy to give it to him? Is Charlie the guy to go? Hey, man, we, we all are trying to get to the same place here. Well, you know, because it's gonna, there's gonna be times in a 162 game marathon that there's, you're yeah. gonna have to raise your hand and go, hey, I'm the boss here. Enough. We're we're all trying to do the same thing here. I, and but I'll I'll say this. He he's very smart. He threw that tweet out for a reason because mm-hmm. we're kicking the can on it. You don't think Ross is sitting around going, hey? Do you think? I don't know. We go, where do we go next, boys? Sam and Hamilton? Josh, sorry. Josh and Kitchener. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I, I'm a huge Marcus uh, Stroman fan. I'm not a huge fan of him coming to the Jays um, just because of chemistry reasons. Uh, this team's focus for next year has got to be going for it. When you bring in a big personality like Marcus Stroman, which he is, Marcus. there's nobody that loves Marcus more than Marcus. Yeah. And there is... Uh, a chemistry with this team, it's been noted all year. That's uncanny. They've got a great chemistry. If you take the risk of bringing in a big personality like that into the room under those situations, I just don't think the juice is worth the squeeze if it goes wrong. Mm. Uh, he could be a great mentor to some of these young guys, but but what if it's a distraction? What if it gets to the point where Marcus's brand, because he loves his brand, gets in, gets gets more important than what the, the direction and what, what this team is going for. That's my one worry that I don't take the risk. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I hear that. Um, again, I, sometimes I think we, well, we've talked about this, Kevin, we make too much about clubhouse, clubhouse chemistry. One, because we're not there and, uh, you know, we don't really know what's, what's going on or who's yeah. saying what I, or who's stepping up. Um, I think there's a pecking order now in their clubhouse. Yeah. You, you you can determine on who you think the pecking order is, but if you throw a Marcus Stroman yeah, Marcus, in that clubhouse, Marcus was all on of a, a sudden that's disrupted that. Marcus was on a team with uh, with Pete Alonso, um, the team that added Francisco Lindor. I, I, big voices. There's some big voices yeah. there, and and I, I don't know. I I as I said, I personally, if I'm a general manager of any team in baseball, I would I would take Marcus and my staff. And if I want to win, I think Marcus Stroman's a winner. Yeah. I, I, do, I do believe too. that. Marcus Stroman, you. Marcus Stroman wants to win. I'm not going to say more than most people because professional athletes want to win, but I think winning drives Marcus Stroman more than it does. Some people winning and proving himself over and over. I, I don't think he has to prove anything. I think he's, yeah. I think he's an elite pitcher. But I think he thinks he has to prove himself over and over again. I think he really and wants again, to. The right setting, I'm, I'm telling you, man, yeah. if, I, if I'm 
if I'm L.A., if I'm the Angels, and and Shohei Otani has just mm-hmm. told me that I got to win pronto or he may go elsewhere. Yeah. Whew. I think it's a good sign that the free agents now are, are, are saying out loud they'd like to come to Toronto. Yeah. I mean, he, he's wanting to come here. Like, well, when have you ever heard that? No. If ever. It, it is. It is. Yeah, it, they they, they, they see what they got cooking here. Sam and Hamilton, you're on Blair and Barker. What's up? Hello, Sam. Hey, guys. Um, when it comes to Marcus Stroman, I don't think Marcus Stroman should come back. I think this franchise this year grew up. And I'm not saying Marcus Stroman's immature, but I think the past. So if I'm the Blue Jays, I kind of look at it more of a big boy player, like a Justin Verlander, bring him back in and mm. maybe try and rehab him, get Pete Walker's hands on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's – boy, you know, thanks for the call. I, it, it's funny you mentioned that because I was, I was poking through a list of – of free agent pitchers, yeah. Just in case they don't, they don't bring Robbie Ray back, and 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 where would they go? And the free agent market doesn't excite me all that much, especially if Max Scherzer is is off the market. I I I don't know. Here's the thing: I as much as I appreciate what Pete Walker does, Kevin. Mm-hmm. I would just assume that the Jays, I'm not certain now is the time, especially if you lose Robbie Ray, to bring in somebody that I've quote-unquote got to work with. Yeah. I I think if you want to win, you've got to bring in, you've got to bring in somebody like Jose Barrios, who's uh, durable and knows what he is as a pitcher. Now, obviously, we've talked about this. You you know, Jose Barrios, they made the alteration to his his delivery. Every pitcher's going to have to go through that, but... You know what Jose Barrios is. There's mm-hmm. there's no surprises. And if you're the Blue Jays, you think about this. You're replacing a guy in Robbie Ray who, from start to finish, was terrific for you. Yeah. I don't think you want to bring in somebody that you've got to worry about. Uh, this isn't last year. This team, and, and Dan Schulman mentioned this, this team's window of opportunity is wide, wide, wide open. This next, it's not about development next year. It's, nope. it's, it's, it's not about taking a shot at the playoffs. To me, it's about being one of the teams that has a shot at winning the World Series next year. And I need a guy that brings me some certainty. Yeah. I need a guy that I can p- pencil in the rotation. You know, what I want, well, those what are I want is Barrios is my number one. Yeah. Somebody else is my number two. Manoa, then Ryu, and, uh, and you know, and then, and then. Well, certainly you just mentioned Mark, Marcus Stroman. But the, the, those, those, those certainty things don't come around every day. Justin Verlander, he's a finished product. It's, it's all about keeping him healthy. He, he knows what he wants to do on the mount. He knows how he's going to get people out. Petey wouldn't do anything to you – know, there's not a mechanical change that you're going to tell Justin Verlander. He's a Hall of Famer. You ain't going to tell yeah. him what to win and what and what. He might give him little, like, key words to, to hone in on. But other than that, you know, it's you – know, that, that's why I think getting back to sort of the Nate Pearson kind of thing, when you, fin- you said they're in, the, they're in that window, it's not about development – that's why I don't see Nate Pearson as a starter next year. No, I'm, like I'm you're, with devel- you, you're developing that third pitch mechanics, wind up, strike one, efficient with two strikes, doing it in the American League East. What's it look like after a bad start? All of these things that Petey would have to worry about. That quite frankly is not his job now. It's not. It's just not like it's when you're when you're having a team this good right in front of you. Now it's just 
Having a hitting coach to tell you, remember how you did it when it was really good? It's one word. You walk by Petey, remember that front shoulder of you, keep it in. It's that one little word. It's not go and revamp mechanics and it's just not all of those things. So it's, I'm with you. It, it's When you look at free agency, when it comes to the pitching side of it, there's not a lot to pick from. It's just not. Rodon, he's, he's hurt a lot. I mean, throws a bazillion miles an hour, but he's hurt a lot. It's what are you choosing from? That's why I said it might be a little easier for them to piece together three or four arms in the bullpen and sort of hide the woes that they have in the rotation. I'll tell you another thing I would strongly consider, and Dan Schulman touched on this a little bit as well, but if I can bring Marcus Semien back, I might look at, or I would look at, if I have to choose between the two, I bring Simeon back and Ray goes elsewhere, I might be looking at calling up a team like the Marlins and trying to make another deal for a, for an established, younger guy. Even if it's a guy like Sanchez who's coming off an injury. You know, mm-hmm. I would do that because mm-hmm. that to me that's a little different than than bringing in a Justin Verlander. That's what I would do. If if. If I don't need to trade or if I cannot trade for Jose Ramirez, if I bring Marcus Sim back and I need to address the pitching, then I still want to take my prospects and use them to get somebody like Barrios. I I don't want to go into the year with just Barrios, Manoa, and Ryu necessarily. Mm -hmm. I'd like to have – I'm okay with Barrios as my number one, but I'd like to have somebody – somebody – a notch better than Manoa is right now. I'm not saying Manoa can't be an ace or number one, but right now, somebody mm-hmm. with a little more of a track record so that if there is a little bit of regression on the part of Manoa, which is sure. possible, if there is a little better, bit of regression on the part of Manoa, I've covered myself there. But I, that's, I'm not certain this team is going to do much in free agency. Uh, I think it's going to trade for what it needs. I think you may see it use free agency. See it use free agency as a way to bring an, an arm in for the bullpen. You know, a guy like Raisel Iglesias or something, something yeah, yeah, like sure. that. But I, I'm I'm with you. I need I need a pitcher who can go out next year and give me close to 200 innings. I need somebody who. Oof. I'm not saying a guy is going to go out and win a Cy Young War, but I need a guy who's going to come yeah. out and be at worst my number two. If I'm not bringing Robbie Ray back, that's a tough find. Because there's a lot of teams, you know, the Angels keep coming to mind. They're they're going to be hunting those like crazy, like they're going to and they're going to overpay for. Yeah, it. but you, the thing you have to remember with the Angels, the Angels, Angels ownership has really. I mean, they spent four years screwing up. I, I, I the guess, Angels, but you paid a third baseman that much money. You paid a center fielder that much money. Like you're you're dropping. You know, you got Otani. Like you, you're you got all the pieces offensively that you need, and you just you keep you had all that, over yourself, Kevin. You had with that the pitching. You had that going into this year. And you screw it up. The, the, you know, sometimes an organization is dysfunctional. And sometimes it's run by people who just don't know what they're doing. And sometimes it's yeah. run by an owner who's got too much say in what's going on. I, look, I'm with you. If you got Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, you, and Redone. if you don't win a World Series with those two, and I forgot about him and Randon, if you don't win a World Series with those three guys yeah. in L.A., I ain't. Health and pitching. That's basically what it comes down to. Health and pitching. It really does. Yeah. It really does. So, uh, I'm going to talk about John Gibbons in the next mm, My segment. favorite subject. For those of you who don't know, John Gibbons introduced Kevin to Hazel May. 
We've talked uh, well, about with, it without him knowing it. You know, Gibby is Gibby. He had no idea what he was doing. Okay, let's be honest. But anyhow, there's a let's be. I mean, honest. there's a history there. He's also the guy that walked past you that day at Yankee Stadium. You ever played outfield before? No, no, no. I was sitting in my locker. Oh, you were sitting in your locker, and he walked and tapped me on the shoulder. And you know, every time I see a manager, I, I, I go, you know, I don't like it. Stuff. I don't like it. I'd yeah. I throw my cell phones at somebody else. Even though he's standing right there. I don't like that. And he tapped me on the shoulder and said, you ever played the outfield in the big leagues? I said, what do you think? Well, you are today. <laughs> Isn't it Yankee Stadium? You're playing right. What? Uh, Anyhow. Go get him. Pretty simple business if we get down to it. <laughs> you guys have got all those complicated answers. You're kidding you. <laughs> there it is. Nailed it. Should John Gibbons come back and manage the New York Mets? I'm just throwing this out there. I'm just throwing this out there. There is a scenario. You know, the Mets fired Luis Rojas. Take a look at what the Mets are right now. Or if you want, take a look at the San Diego Padres. And ask yourself, all right, both teams have huge personalities. Both teams expect, well, the Padres expected to be in the World Series this year. Both teams expect to go to the playoffs at the very least. John Gibbons has worked with big personalities before. I mean, my goodness. Donaldson, Batista, Marcus was there for a while. That's a pretty big, pretty big group. Russ Martin. There's some mm-hmm. that's like it's like an alpha dog convention right there. <laughs> and of course, John Gibbons has a tie to New York because he was at one point, well, he was a top draft pick of the Mets. Oh yeah. And uh was, you know, he was the catcher that that uh well he's tied in with Gary Carter. He was the guy that uh, was going to be the Mets catcher of the future, and then he blew his uh, hand up in a collision at home plate. So we're going to ask, uh, we're going to we're going to take a deeper dive into into whether or not John Gibbons would be a good choice for the Mets, maybe the Padres. And if you're laughing out there, just take a look at the dugout when the Astros and the uh, White Sox play. You've got a bazillion year old Tony Larusa. And a gazillion year old Dusty Baker going against each other. And ask yourself, could the time be right for a John Gibbons return to baseball?